0: Welcome back. It's This Week in Film. Ray's still not here, but Tony's here.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: That's why we adjust the levels at the beginning. And, uh, uh, Tony, you've been gone a long time. Where have you been? Well, I've been traveling. And- oh, oh, let me let me interrupt you Okay. in your important conversation. Who was that text message from? Let's all find out. What'd she say? That's not important. I feel like it is <laughs> enough that it's not on silent.
1: Any, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was in Hawaii for 10 days, and then uh, I guess we just uh, kept missing each other.
0: Wow, I missed you every step of the way. Oh, that's, that's very that's sweet. Very Tony, what'd you see this week? Yeah. Um, getting, getting right into it. Slur, apparently. Um,
1: this week, uh, I watched a movie called, a documentary actually called the Barkley Marathons. And it's about, um, one of the most hardest, uh, probably the most
0: hardest trail race. The most hardest. You said it twice. I was going to let it go. The first time, And then you went back for You went back for it again. It's really early. That was the most hardest phrase. You just want to start it over at this point. No, no. Yeah. You could start over. think you should i think we should just start over hey tony what did you see this week (laughs) or this week in film
1: i saw the barkley marathon uh this sounds this sounds like
0: the most hardest movie
1: yeah what it's the hardest trail race in the world and why it's so unique is the fact that uh well to start off to even get in you have to write an essay on why you think you're why you think you should be accepted and like uh thousands of people get in and I think only like a very low number. I wanna say it's like forty. Like forty people only get in. Oh thousands so, of people
0: enter and only enter forty and, get in. Yeah. Uh so This sounds like the most hardest race to get into it
1: is the most hardest. <laughs> anyway, uh Gotta so keep doing it
0: till it's really old.
1: You get you so if you do get chosen, uh, you pay like a dollar forty for the registration fee. You have to give the, the, the dude who runs it, you have to give him a license plate, and then some other like quirky thing, like uh for a while he was like, Oh, just give me a pair of socks, like a new pair of socks and then when he got too many too many pair of socks he got uh like a shirt like he was asking for people to bring up flannel shirts. Like, it's very, like, anybody can do it. That's the point of it. Right. Uh, You don't have to be rich um, to do this race because it's just so grueling. But, so you get chosen. You get to, uh, it's in Tennessee, and uh, it originally, yeah. It's in the...
0: You're supposed to say Tennessee again? Tennessee. 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 It's a song. Mm. It's mm. very popular. Everybody knows about it. Not familiar. I think it's salt and pepper. Okay. Maybe well, it's Cinderella. in Cinderella? It's in the South <laughs> Forest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in the mountains. In the Tennessee Mountains. And uh so uh yeah. It's in the Tennessee Mountains and it originated from uh the guy who shot Martin Luther King. Uh,
0: James Earl Ray.
1: James Earl Ray. That sounds correct. So he escaped from prison, uh, which is exactly where this race is. Which uh, I didn't know. Yeah. And he was he escaped for 50 hours, and he only made it like eight miles outside. So the guy who made the race, he's like, oh, man, if I was gone for 50 hours, I'd make it way farther than that. Yeah. So... He created this race, which is basically a loop, which includes the prison. Like, you have to go, like, underneath the prison as part of the, the race loop. but uh, And it includes, like, crazy difficult portions, like, where you're running through, like, razor-sharp briar patch. You're climbing walls. And the altitude changes so much that once you're all done with each loop is 20 miles. When uh, you run the full race is five loops. Once you are all done with those five loops, you, it is the equivalent of climbing and descending Mount Everest twice. That's how much altitude you're, uh, you're climbing and descending. So pretty crazy just from that standpoint. And then you involve all the obstacles, um, being the hardest race, it's, Usually, it's it's no surprise that nobody nobody finishes. There's only like a handful of people that have ever finished it. Um, most people only do the fun run, which is three loops. It's, it's, it's sixty miles right that's, there, right? That's sixty yeah. miles. Uh, so yeah, the documentary just basically followed uh, the year uh, in like that that uh, year's race and um, just the guys who've done it and. I think in the first loop they they had already lost like sixty people had already quit, Um, but they have sixty hours. uh, They have sixty hours to complete the race. So towards the end, you're like you're seeing more and more people drop off. Uh, Not to give too much away, but it's a very informative documentary, and it's just like a at at some point it's just a test of willpower because once you once you start the race, your sixty hours just keeps going, and you, you complete a loop you go back to your camp you kind of stop you only bring with you the map uh of where you're going with little notes that the guy gives you and a compass and that's it there's no markings on the trail or anything like that you only bring with you like what you can carry on your back and uh so like when everybody takes off rookies like to like kind of hang on to a veteran and kind of follow them along but the only thing is you got to keep up with them because the veterans aren't going to wait around so yeah a lot of people just find themselves alone and if they can't you know if they can't really stick to the trail or um uh, figure themselves out a lot of them just turn around and that's and it's like if you get deep in there like you can uh, one one of the dudes was out there for like 30 hours and only covered like 2 miles that's so, crazy yeah so it's a, it's pretty ridiculous it's a it's a fun watch it's only about like an hour and a half but it it is it is insane what these guys go through just to say that they've done it like some some guys only completed one loop and they they tapped out and speaking of tapping out when once you quit you have to say that you quit and they play taps like on a shitty shitty trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the woods you just hear this
0: out of tune trumpet just <laughs> it's like uh what's it the cannon from Hunger Games <laughs> yes. it just sounds in the distance. <laughs> yes. Uh but no, very very fun
1: watch if you're if you're at all interested in it and uh, very interesting. It sounds fun. Yeah. I what did the, you
0: watch? I did the Tough Mutter one time. Oh yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty Elite and an, and an extreme. Athlete. So
1: you should try this. You should definitely. Sh- I mean, work on your
0: essay. It sounds like I should. Um, I'm afraid I'd do too well at it. Yeah. Like you right. made it sound like it's hard, but yeah. I would do like when I was walking half the Tough Mudder <laughs> because I was tired, and at one point I almost wandered off the course because I was <laughs> tired. I thought to myself, I wish this was nine times as long. Yeah. And I was alone. That would have made this race exact so much more fun.
1: Oh, and the other point is, so because it's so hard to navigate these trails, in the middle of the uh, of the loop are little checkpoints. Uh huh. The checkpoints are books in a ziploc bag. You go to your you go to you go to the ziploc bag, you take the book out, and whatever your race number is, because every time you do a loop you get a new number. So say your say your number is ten. You Sweet. go to the book, you take out page ten and you put it in your pack. Uh-huh. And once you complete a loop, you gotta go to the the leader. And give him all your pages, and he's got, and he makes sure that you have all your your page tens, and it just makes it just makes sure that you, they know you did it. Your the the other guys running the race, they know that you that you completed the loop, so there's no like shortcuts or anything.
0: Does each race have a winner, or yeah, well, or I is mean, it the person who makes it the furthest?
1: Uh, usually, it's then, the person who makes it the furthest, but I mean, uh, people have finished it. So, like, when you get down to like. There's a lot of camaraderie, and all the people that, like, tap out, they stick around camp until the race is over. Right. So you, so once a guy gets back to camp, they have, like, you know, like, 20 guys around him helping him out, like, uh, like making him food, feeding him real quick. Because some guys only spend, like, they're out there for, like, 12, 13 hours doing one loop. Right. They get back to the camp. They're only there for like 10, 15 minutes, and then they go back out again. So they got to eat like 800 to 1,000 calories, get that get that energy back in them, Jeez. and then get back out. Some guys sleep if they feel Is like the, they have enough time. but
0: I feel like I should just watch it, but I'm just going to keep asking questions. Go ahead. Guys. But, uh, are there any rules uh, other than uh, like if they get back to camp, can they go to sleep for?
1: You have 60 hours to complete the you race. You can do whatever
0: you want whatever, over the 60 hours. Whatever,
1: whatever you want, whatever you want to do. But you
0: just have to complete your race in, in 60 hours. Wow. That sounds cool. I think I'm going to check it out. Um, Barkley Marathon?
1: Yeah, the Barkley Marathons.
0: All right. Sweet. Yep. Well, Tony, this week I watched a similar movie. Oh. And it was a marathon to get through it. Oh, uh, one of those. Yeah. I watched the Nicolas Cage classic from... 2011, Drive Angry. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible.
1: So I, I remember a select few things about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've watched it, so yep. I, I'm afraid of the, the flashbacks that are about to come pouring in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the basic plot of the movie is Nicolas Cage is in hell. <laughs> and... Oh, Yes, we all were watching the movie, and he he escapes hell because his daughter has joined a cult, and while in the cult, she tries to escape with her hippie boyfriend. She gets pregnant. The cult leader murders her after she has a baby. Okay, and Nicolas Cage is trying. comes back from hell to save the baby. He comes back from hell to save his granddaughter from the cult leader who works, who is a demon. It is not clear. It is not clear because hunting Nicolas Cage down every step of the way is William Fickner, who is the accountant. And he's Satan's accountant. (sighs) And he's trying to, you know... Bring Nicolas Cage back to hell.
1: What uh, Rewind for a second. What year was this movie made?
0: 2011. Oh, my God. This movie was made, is one of those movies, uh, it was directed by Patrick Lucier, who directed, uh, let me pull it up here. He directed My Bloody Valentine. And Oh, no, he didn't. He's the editor. I'm sorry. Let me look at his filmography. Uh, no, he directed My Bloody Valentine, oh, and Dracula 3. <laughs> oh, and Dracula 2000. So he's like a- So quite a
1: pedigree. Yeah.
0: And I'm learning just now from, do you remember Dracula 2000? No. I do, because it was <laughs> awful. Uh, Dracula 2000, this is interesting. Yes. Because in Dracula 2000, Dracula hates Jesus because he is Judas. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he's Judas. Yeah. And because he betrayed Jesus, he is cursed for be to being Dracula. That's the big twist in Dracula 2000. So already and he's Apparently they made two sequels to that directed by the same guy. He also and I'm learning just now there was a White Noise too. Wow. So this guy is a hack director. Uh, who keeps getting work? What is that on the look... Scream the TV series? Yeah, he directed one episode of Scream the TV series. Well, I'm gonna have to pull up that episode. But um, My Bloody Valentine was one of those first movies to come out with like the new 3D. When 3D movies were started getting real popular again. Yes. Uh, and then this movie came out two years later, and it is total just a just an excuse for 3D effects every 5 seconds something flies towards the camera yeah whoa <laughs> so wait tell me about i don't i actually I would love to get into this plot
1: I take it back because I don't believe I've ever seen this movie. What I saw was Nicolas Cage. What I saw was Nicolas Cage, or what I remember, and I'm confusing this movie, was Nicolas Cage on a motorcycle with his head on fire. Oh,
0: that's Ghost Rider. That's Ghost Rider,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which I've consistently confused with this movie. So please... Tell me more about Drive Angry.
0: We almost watched Ghost Rider. Oh,
1: that is just a Me hot... and my
0: good friend Matt, who's in town, we watched quite a few movies. And that is a pile of hot garbage as well. I have never seen it. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen either of them, which is surprising. All right, so, Drive Angry. Yes. Nicolas Cage is in hell. Okay. Breaks out of hell. Hell is a jail. Hell is a jail. And the one idea that I did like in the movie is that Lucifer or Satan, whatever you want to call him, isn't like... The, the head demon, he's just the warden of the jail that uh-huh. is hell. He's just a warden. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, that's kind of a, an interesting idea. Like, he's not like a, an evil wizard kind of thing. He's just a, a guy who has a job. Yeah. Okay. Right? So the... Who plays the devil? Anybody? Or? No one. No one. The devil is unmanned. Uh, but Amber Heard plays Piper. Who is, uh, garbage? She's a garbage woman, um, who works at a diner, and not because she's not she's not a garbage woman because she works at a diner. She's just trash.
1: She's just, okay. She's
0: just trash.
1: White trash waitress. Yeah,
0: and um, we're introduced to her uh, in the diner of this restaurant that Nicholas Cage is at, where he Nicholas Cage sexually assaults a woman and and then follows Amber Heard home basically so that he can get a ride in her fancy car
1: so Th- Nicholas Cage is awful in this movie
0: yeah he's a bad person
1: a morally but corrupt
0: he's in hell for reasons that aren't very clear um in the movie they say that he's in hell because he was a terrible husband but a terrific father even though his daughter <laughs> joined this cult because she hated him right I don't know, it's, it's, it's it's. He was in hell
1: for being a (laughs) terrific father. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And um, he, so he follows Amber Heard to her car, which he has disabled so that he can get a ride from her where they go back to her trailer park where she catches her fiance cheating on her. And then she proceeds to beat the crap out of both of them, showing us that this girl can fight. Ah, and swear, you know, <laughs> yeah, tough chick. And um Nicolas Cage, uh, but eventually her abusive boyfriend gets the upper hand and starts beating the crap out of her. And Nicolas Cage comes over and kicks the guy into a wall where an air conditioning unit falls on his head. He's fine, by the way. He's fine.
1: What? what are the, like one of those window units? Yeah. You
0: would not be you fine. You would not, because it falls on his head, and we're like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Next scene, totally fine. Not even a scrape. He gets up, because the accountant, William Fickner, yeah. the devil's accountant, comes by, wants to know where Nicolas Cage is, because he's smelling the air looking for him. Okay. That's literally what he does, and the redneck guy gives him the business, so William Fickner then throws a baseball bat through his arm. And uh, he does not react like a person who had a baseball bat through his upper shoulder part would react. He's kind of like, oh. Wait, was it broke? Was it sharp? Yeah. Yeah, it's broken in half. Because he uses the other half of the baseball bat to throw it through his head shortly after that. I
1: thought it was just like sorcery. But yeah, that, that
0: air conditioning unit falls on the dude's head. Very next scene, totally fine. Just like a slight bandage on it? His face might be a little red, but like... For the most part, it's like, oh, man, <laughs> going to be hot tonight. <laughs> so anyway, the movie continues. Um, it just it's such an uninspired movie. Um, my friend Matt had not seen John Wick. And so we watched John Wick, which we talked about on the show. Yes. Like two weeks ago. And uh, we watch John Wick better every time you watch it. By the way, oh, absolutely! And um, that movie is a terrific example of excellent action, excellent pacing, uh, telling a story without words, like visual storytelling, not and
1: overly choreographed fight scenes, but enough to right. make it to make it like captivating.
0: Exactly, like perfectly paced, uh, great editing. You know. This movie was the exact opposite, where it felt like the movie wasn't long enough, so they just put all the action sequences into slow motion to stretch it out, where uh, Zack Snyder does a lot of slow motion in his movies, you know, like fast motion. Yes. Fast motion. (laughs) And it's like a, a cow running. Yeah. It's in motion. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> 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 wow. We'll see you next week. <laughs> no, he um and so Zack Snyder will, you know, like his scenes, uh, say what you want about Zack Snyder, but his action sequences are pretty f- fun to watch. Like the the slow and the fast motion work yeah. together really well. That's his Uh, signature. Yeah, in his signature. It's what he does best. 300's a great example of that. Um, But in this movie, they just went complete slow motion. There's this scene where Nicolas Cage is just straight having sex with a prostitute waitress woman. And he, yes. That's Amber Heard. No, that is another person. So, Amber heard during this scene is getting her toes painted by a naked man. You see, now I'm confused because this guy left hell. Yeah, to save his
1: child. Yeah, from a cult. Yeah, but Grand- he's have granddaughter from a cult. But he's having
0: sex with prostitutes. Yeah, waitress. It's a it's Not a nice guy. He's, he's in hell, man. You know, he's he's back. You know, and so this scene. The cult leader somehow knows that Drive Angry is back. And (laughs) that's what I'm going to call him. Okay. They know that Nicolas Cage is back and they've got to kill him for some reason. Yeah. I don't, it's, they don't explain why they know that he's there. Have
1: they gotten into a car at all to this point?
0: Oh, there's been nothing but cars. It's all driving. All driving. Angry. And like all driving in like 69 Chargers or something like that. I don't know. Cars. I hate when Nicolas Cage drives. I really do. Yeah, all of his... his
1: driving movies suck.
0: So uh, they keep driving. Yeah. Oh, oh, anyway. So he's having sex with the lady while all of the murderers come in to kill him. So he just continues to bang the lady while it's happening. And then it's all in slow motion. This lady's freaking out because... There's murdering happening. He's killing everyone that's coming in the room. I'm doing gunshots left to right, so you can't see my hand. Cage has a gun on him. Yeah, and he's just he's just l- unloading into everyone, but the waitress. <laughs> classy. It's a classy show today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. So he kills everyone in the room, and it's so slow and so boring. That that
1: sounds like it could be anything
0: but boring. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's Nicolas Cage killing a room full of people while he's having sex, and it's the most boring thing you've ever watched. Huh. Yeah. And so then that scene ends, and then they get back in the car and drive away. Um, My favorite part of the whole movie is at one point, Nicolas Cage gets shot in the face and his face is like half busted open because of the bullet in his face. Mm -hmm. And after he wakes up, because he's dead, you can't kill him. So, oh, he could never die. uh, It's not very clear because when he gets shot in the face, he kind of goes to sleep for 20 minutes. Like he's got to take a power nap, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know, it takes a lot out of you. But I think it was mostly so that Amber Heard could get taken onto the RV that the cult leader drives around in. Oh. And um, so he rescues Amber Heard, and his face is broken. And he's, my favorite line the whole movie is, he's it's Nicolas Cage just in it for the paycheck, saying, I can still feel it. The bullet in my eye. Still in there. The bullet. I can't. I can feel it. I'm not giving it I'm not doing the line any justice when I say it. I laughed for about 10 minutes <laughs> when I when I heard that.
1: That sounds like a completely ridiculous
0: line. Oh my god. It was such a bad movie.
1: So, on a scale of
0: numbers to the rock? Yeah. Uh a, Numbers was worse. Yeah. Did you see Numbers? Uh wait, which one was Numbers? I don't remember. I think that was the one with the end of the world.
1: I was thinking of no, what I was thinking was 8mm and that movie was kind of that that movie was kind of messed up.
0: Maybe maybe the bottom of our barrel should be the Season of the Witch. Did you see that one? Yeah. With him and Ron Perlman. That's
1: definitely Bottom of the Barrel.
0: I think this was worse than season of the season of the witch. Uh, I think mm, if you watch Ghost Rider, I saw season of the witch in theaters. Oh, with
1: Matt. I think I think Ghost Rider is definitely down there as well. Don't
0: know if it's worse than season of the witch, but God was the second Ghost Rider. Wasn't that directed by the dudes who did Crank? They. I just found out two seconds
1: ago that they made a second Ghost Rider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow spirit of vengeance mm. ghost Rider's on the agents of shield show now marvel got the rights back to that
1: is it nick cage
0: no it's someone with uh else marginally more talent yeah well nicholas cage is a wonderful talent when he wants to he's just trying to get his money back he lost all of his money So he just keeps taking these terrible movie roles where he probably keeps getting paid less and less because no one wants to see his terrible movies anymore. You see, when you say that, it sounds like
1: a hard luck thing where, you know, I kind of want to feel bad for him. But before I start feeling bad for him, I see the video of him drunkenly fighting with Vince
0: Neil in a Vegas street somewhere. And when he was married to Lisa Marie. Yeah, and then I just stopped feeling bad for She made him sell all of his comic books. He used to have a huge comic book collection. And then Bernie Madoff stole all of his money.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people can say that.
0: Dude, Adaptation is a great movie.
1: Adaptation is a great movie.
0: Raising Arizona is good. Nicolas Cage, when he wants to make a good movie, he can. He just doesn't seem to want to anymore. But anyway, Drive Angry.
1: But, all right. Uh, I do want to give an
0: update. Oh, I wait. Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. (laughs) Update. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I do want to give an update. Uh, Is that the Unsolved
0: Mysteries theme song? It might be. I think so. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Sing it again. I didn't say stop. (laughs)
1: Anyway, I have an update. I did watch a movie this week. In addition to the Barclay Marathons, I watched uh, The Invitation, which Ray had talked about on a previous show. That's right. He was very mum about the plot because it is one of those things you got to go into blind. I watched it, and being in the spirit of Halloween... October and everything, if you're in for a psychological thriller, I cannot recommend The Invitation highly enough. It was a fantastic ride. A little messed up, but, man, some good twists and turns in there. Very, very fun watch. I mean, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: Oh, great. All right. Well, thanks for the update. That closes our update segment of the show. It's our famous update theme song. Now we're in the part of the show where we answer the 19 questions we have on back order. Oh, okay. So Uh, what do we got? Well, we're just gonna get rid of Ray's favorite sports movie question. Okay, just Ray was supposed to be here, but then he decided, "I got other things to do, like have a life." Yeah, and so. So Ray asked about three months ago, what's your favorite sports movie? And one of the rules was it can't be The Sandlot. So people had to come up with other things. So Matt L. on Facebook, he says his favorite sports movie is Field of Dreams. Barb F. says, remember the Titans? Okay. I don't like Remember the Titans. Uh, Why not? I just, it really bothered me that no one understood what racism was. It's the same problem I have with We Were Soldiers. And I think the Patriot, <laughs> where where people are like, I don't understand what this racism thing is. Oh, how could you not know?
1: Well, I Can't... mean, it is a Disney flick.
0: Yeah, uh, but still, uh, it was really like that. Uh, nope.
1: Well, what are some of the other?
0: <laughs> um, Sam, sorry, Barb F. Sam A. She says Fever Pitch, but that she also loves Remember the Titans. And then she says Space Jam 2. Then she says the entire Airbud series. Wait, Space
1: Jam 2? She's already seen
0: it. She's already in love with Space Jam 2, but also the original Space Jam. Sweet. Uh, then she says the entire Airbud series. Um, and he plays baseball in one of the movies called Seventh Inning Fetch. Uh, on the cover, he has a little raccoon buddy. And so I said. He wears like a thief mask, so I bet he steals second. Hmm. Because he has a thief mask. <laughs> the
1: raccoon steals second. I just want to make a note that we're we went we started off strong
0: with Field of Dreams, and now we're talking Airbud. Seventh inning fetch. Liz G says trouble with the curve simply because Justin Timberlake is in it? Wow. <laughs> Uh, Chris K wanted to tell us he cries a lot and also that he likes Rudy.
1: Okay. Rudy's respectable.
0: Yeah. I don't know why he told Classic us sports sports Well, he might have. It might not be in the right order. Deep, deep emotional problems. He likes to cry. Yeah. Uh, Matt P from Montana says Rocky four, which is nice. An easy slam dunk. U S versus Russia. Ended the cold war. Yeah. It really did with one punch. Well there were a lot multiple punches. punches yeah no blocking a lot of punches no but one blocking. would say when he cut the russian that was it right that's he's not he, a machine he's he took, a man. he's a man yeah that's when he took the russian's heart that's true and that's when the fight was over rocky just needed to make it he's like a piece of iron uh, and then co-host Dan, he says, "Uh, the replacements, which is an awesome sport." Shane movie. Falco, best quarterback to ever pick up a pigskin. <laughs> um. So then we had Dan's dastardly question. Dan. Uh, yep. That's wow, you know, you've been gone a long time. <laughs> um, and he said his question was. Uh, what's a movie that you had low expectations about but were pleasantly surprised okay. by? Matt L. says The Matrix. It's one of his favorite movies, but he somehow never even saw a preview for it. Uh, he goes on to say he was at a theater with a good friend to see whatever was playing, and he ran into some friends who said, you have to see this movie. It's awesome. And there's a Rage Against the Machine song in it. He's a big fan of Rage Against the Machine. Nice. And uh, perfect combo. It's a shame they never made a sequel to that Matrix movie. It was, yeah, right, it was pretty good. Um, then Jeff Heff just says John Wick is his new favorite movie. I mean, I can't blame I him, really can't. Uh, but then Matt P says the first Thor movie surprised him, he thought it was not going to be very good, but then he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, then last week's Lou's Lunatic Clusion. Oh wait! Can I add in the pleasantly surprised part? Uh, Wait, going back to Dan's dastardly question. Yeah, Tony had something he wanted to say.
1: I want to answer that question next for myself in the future next week. My answer is drive angry because I believe I'll be pleasantly surprised after I watch it this week.
0: Oh, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, lose lunatic Klusjen <laughs> from last week was okay. Name a movie that it seems like only you like. Oh, um, lot of answers on this one. Okay. And Matt P from Montana, he says Watchmen, and I gotta, I gotta agree. Like it seems like a lot of people hate Watchmen, but I like it. Yeah, I like Watchmen.
1: Uh, yeah, it's
0: the director's cut. While it's like three and a half hours long, is a lot better than the theatrical version. Should have said that when our di- director's cut question. Hmm. That was like three months ago. Update. <laughs> uh, where's our theme? <laughs> no, I can't. But then, a little bit of uh, discussion on the message boards. Uh, so Lou watched Brain Donors last week. You know, you wa- you listened. Uh, the movie Brain Donors? Yeah. Uh, Lou loves that movie. Most people hate it. Um, Daryl and Kevin both came out singing the movie's praises, while co-host Dan agrees with me that it was pretty bad. <laughs> yep. Wait, what is? which one is Brain Donors? one with John uh, Totoro.
1: Right. Yeah. I've never seen that.
0: It's terrible. Yeah. Um just say it's terrible. Uh, I can't. I've never seen it. Tony thinks it's bad. Um but then Dan um wanted to just add because I also watched Highlander last week. He just wanted to throw in uh has Sean Connery ever played a Scottish person? Because in Highlander he plays a Spanish Egyptian. Right. And in Hunt for Red October he plays a Russian. Um and in James Bond he plays he prays and plays a uh, British guy. Yeah. But I guess Scotland's part of the United Kingdom. That's true. It's a tough one. You digress. Maybe in The Rock he plays a Scottish guy.
1: Yeah, I think he does. Maybe No, no I think he's British again.
0: Maybe in Zardoz he plays a British or a Scottish guy. I don't guy. know what he was in Zardoz. Sexy is what he was. That's very true. All right, so that brings us to the second to the last almost part of the show. Tony, what is this week's Tony's Third Degree? I feel like you need a better title for your segment now because everyone else has one that has their name in it. Well, now, yeah, everything is just morphed
1: into horrible, horrible, horrible puns. puns.
0: Horrible puns. Kluestian is pretty funny. What's your favorite pun? <laughs> <laughs> um can you come up with a name for tony's no. third, a new name for tony's third degree my
1: third degree you know what i'll keep i'll keep it with uh the invitation i was pleasantly surprised at that uh uh and i'm you know this, this is the month for horror movies what is your favorite horror movie be it you know, a little bit more fun, like, uh, let's say, like, the Monster Squad or, like, Crazy Slasher, like, Friday the
0: 13th. What is your favorite horror movie? Great question. Okay. Well, then that brings us to the part of the show where we do plugs. You got anything to got plug, Tony? Um, It's Tony? Check out Charlie's book. Oh, right. Uh, Boy Zero. Boy Zero. I think in the next couple of weeks it's going to be available at your local comic book or actual bookstore but always available on amazon always available on amazon.com yeah. anywhere you buy a book but yeah charlie boy zero by charlie chester or charles chester i forget what it is um anyway if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network you can check us out here every week at ten thirty, right after let's talk flicks uh, if you're just listening to us for the first time and want to get to know us a little better, you can check out our back catalog on your favorite podcasting app or check out ThisWeekInFilmPodcast.com. Answer Tony's Third Degree on Facebook, Twitter, or ThisWeekInFilmPodcast.com. Um, if you've got something you'd like us to plug, let us know. We'll do it. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think you've nailed it all. Well... No, no, it's It's been playing since we started the question. We probably had to restart it. Update. The show is ending. Okay. Um, Well, Tony, thanks for coming by. Not sure how long you're going to be part of the show again.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's always fun to stop by, and I'm always welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week in film. Uh, If that's the end of The reel. We'll see you next week in film. I'm just going to end it you at that other your part. Own catchphrase? I've been doing my own catchphrase. But you, I feel like you change it every time. No. It's been this one for a while. Mm-mm. It's bad. I can't think of anything else.
1: Are we still going? Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should shut it off. <laughs>